Welcome to the Road to Black podcast, brought to you by the BJJ Physio. The BJJ Physio helps optimize the training of jiu-jitsu athletes so they can dominate their next performance. How do they do this? They provide strength and conditioning, physical therapy, and heart rate-based conditioning through a completely remote and online management system. Meaning you can be anywhere in the world and take your BJJ performance to the next level. Contact Dr. Wesley Reed at info at thebjjphysio.online or follow him at the BJJ Physio on Instagram to find out more. Also brought to you by Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Visit rollunion.com and follow Roll Union on Instagram to shop the latest jiu-jitsu styles. Roll Union brings you the best fitting geese on the market, the most comfortable rash guards, and premium soft jiu-jitsu tees. Next time you're in the market for some new gear, check out RollUnion.com for the stylish and the savage. Lastly, we're brought to you by DownToRoll.com. DownToRoll.com was born out of the need for an innovative way to find BJJ training partners during the COVID-19 crisis. With gyms being shut down for many across the globe, you can register at DownToRoll.com and find small group training partners in your area. You can message partners directly from the map and interact with other like-minded players on the Down to Roll exclusive network. Go to downtoroll.com and start training again now. Thanks for supporting our sponsors, and we hope you enjoy this episode of the Road to Black podcast. Hey, welcome to the Road to Black podcast. My name is Paul Manganaro. I'm here with my partner in crime, Wes. Wesley Reed, Dr. What's Wesley up? Reed. How you doing, Wes? Good, man. How are you? Good. Uh, if you're a new listener, thanks for tuning in. Um, Wes and I have been training partners for several years. We're both brown belts currently. Wes is in Colorado at the current moment. He's uh, moved over there for a little bit. I'm, I'm here in Arizona, so uh, welcome in. If you like the podcast, Definitely leave us a comment, like our stuff on social media, subscribe on YouTube, you know, uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, whatever you're doing. Make sure you're listening to us. We drop these once a week. Um, we got guests coming in probably once a month. That's been fun. It was fun. We had our first guest a couple of weeks ago. So uh, here we are. Here we are. Another week. Week 26, 27. It's been fun. It's going fast. Yeah. How's your week go? I keep I say I've been saying this the last three weeks, four weeks or whatever. I've just been getting crushed at work, slammed. Yeah. I'm onboarding so many new people. It's awesome. It's great. I love great it. Problem I love, to have. Great problem to have. It's I love what I do. I love writing programs and see people progress and become healthier. And yeah, they're because they're healthier, they're able to train better, and because they're able to train better, they're healthier. So they get they get into that like positive feedback loop of. I'm training harder. I'm training better. I'm healthier. I'm staying mm-hmm. healthier on the mats. I just, I love that stuff, but you know, it's, it's taxing because there's a whole onboard process that, uh, is required and it, it takes a little bit of, it takes a little bit of time and thought yeah. to get people up to speed on, on how everything works. So I'm, yeah. I had and two, every, everyone's got a, a unique, yeah, unique situation, a, a unique situation, and, unique needs as they're coming yeah. into the, so, so what is, what for somebody that's looking for your service if you're new and you haven't heard wes offers basically a virtual service for 
all things physio, strength training, recovery, yep. uh, injury management. Tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah, so it's all remote. It's uh, rehab, strength and conditioning, uh, which I don't draw too much of a one. I'm a big believer in exercise is exercise is therapy, you know, so I I fall on that side of the spectrum as far as rehab goes. And so um, it's all it starts with an evaluation. We get a good idea where a person's at, what their needs are. Um, and I build them a custom program to get them back better than when they were, when they were injured and to deal with all those issues. Um, the big thing kind of going in, we were talking a little bit about coaching, um, before we came online, but I, I call it a physio service. It's a, it's, it's, it is a coaching service because you're, you know, being online and digital, it re- sometimes, not all the time, most times not, but it does require some coaching to get somebody into making a habit. Maybe somebody is trying to uh, create a better habit and they're looking for an account for accountability, which is built into, it's one of the big things that I build into my um, onboarding and my process through weekly check-ins. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, what's going on? I see you you know, you only got one out of your three workouts this week. You know, what happened? Is everything okay? And then you take that feedback you say, you try and find a strategy and you build a a coaching plan around getting someone to be successful on the next week. Cause ultimately you want not, it's not just about uh, the, the rehab and stuff is all a part of it, but yeah. you want somebody to feel successful and yeah, yeah. and the things that they're doing. It's just like jujitsu, right? Like you want to set a goal for two times a week, three times a week. Mm-hmm. You know, you just going to those classes gives you the perception and that feeling of yeah of success, and that it, that in and of itself is is addictive. Mm-hmm. And so that part of coaching that's that's part of the coaching aspect. That's a, yeah. that's a part of it. So hundred percent coaching. That's what you're yeah, doing. I that's mean, all it is. A lot of that. <laughs> a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can put a, you can put a plan out there that you can find programs for rehab online. Yep. You can go do them right now, but yep. you don't have anybody in your ear or checking up on you or holding you accountable or progressing you to the next level. Yep. Like that's you, right. You know, so, yep. um, it's that's so important that one-to-one you know that's where people really start making gains when you have a team around you like that and i mean that's what the pros do right that's that's they employ people like yourself to manage that stuff because it's so much to do you know and we're we're at the amateur amateur level but um, you have amateur athletes probably the majority of them and they're just trying to manage life and also training. And also now I got this injury and it's preventing me from doing this. What do I do? I'm lost. That direction means everything, you know, and the coaching. Yep. Because, uh, you know, you need that positive feedback too. You know, it's like, okay. You do. Yeah. And you're, somebody's on your team, you know, somebody's in your corner trying to help you. It, it's more motivating that way. Um, it's a, I'm stoked to see how much you're growing, man. It's, <laughs> It's I, I honestly. It's a lot of work for you. I mean, because I just know personal services tra- take a tremendous amount of time. You know? I know, and you have multiple, multiple people coming in and out at different stages. Props to you, but I know you're a very organized person, so um, I think that's probably what gets you through all this. Is <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're very regimented on the days you're programming versus this and this, and so 
Yeah. So that's it's exciting. Uh, it's super exciting. You know, it's the the past month I've just been getting slammed. So what's your um, uh, what's your mix in terms of people looking for uh performance based stuff versus rehab? I know it man. probably fluctuates all the time, but it does. Yeah, it fluctuates all the time, and, it, it's and ultimately it's probably a mixture of both. I would probably it's it is a mixture of both because of it's simply my that's how I believe. Like if you look like once you get out of really an acute injury phase, you know where it's like okay, we got to get all your range of motion back. Once you get the range of motion back, you know we got to get the pain dialed down. We got to get the swelling dialed down. Get your range of motion back, and then it's off of the races. Like you really shouldn't be able to, in my opinion, this is an opinion statement, professional opinion. In my in my professional opinion, you shouldn't be able to take one program if you look at it on a whiteboard. You say. And one is a rehab program and one is a strength and conditioning program. You shouldn't be able to tell them that much apart. Right. You know what I mean? Like, because the rehab you know, is you, strength training. Absolutely. There is yeah. no like, there is no like line in the sand where it's like, yeah, once you've crossed it over, you're, you're out of rehab and you're into strength training or, and mm-hmm. strength and conditioning. There is none of that. Same movements. It's the same movements. You still have to squat, hinge, lunge, push, pull, rotate. You have to do all that type of stuff. And um, it's just progressive load. So when you take somebody from an injury, um, I don't see a ton of like post-surgical stuff. And I, I kind of like that. I I just, it's not, I don't care for post-surgical stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But even in post-surgical, I mean, when I was I was working at a place doing pro soccer athletes, and it was all ACLs. And you know, once it was the same process: get the range of motion back, get their get the get the basics for movement, get the joint ready, and then load them up. You know, yeah. and you know, you look at their movement mechanics. You know, when somebody's ready to progress, you know. So it's you mm-hmm. just progress them. Um, for ACL stuff, it's usually you hammer like front to back for a month, side to side for a month, um, and then start adding rotation and then light plyos, progress plyos, and then all return to sport. I mean, that's yeah. that's the process. So I just don't, long story short, I don't think that there is, this is rehab, this is strength and conditioning. I think they're all the same. Yeah. So it's all about yeah. performance, especially same in- Same program in, types, but yeah. maybe if I phrase the question in a different way, I'm sure I, because I probably- suspect that you have people just coming just to get stronger in certain areas yeah, or something that's as it. well so um what's the typical onboarding experience for someone that if they're listening right now they want to reach out to you what what happens can they what's the best way well to it's contact it, you and it's super easy uh i try and make everything as as simple as possible simply because the healthcare system in our country is there's so many barriers to get in and to see somebody. I try and take the complete opposite approach. So, I mean, somebody can go on my website right now, the BJJ online. I have a link. I have links all over the place and mm-hmm. you can schedule a consultation call with me and we'll see if we're good to go after that. If, 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 uh, if we want to work together after that call, um, the way it works is I send somebody a scheduling link. They self-schedule an evaluation in 60 minutes in person on a computer, just like you and I are doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I go through the eval, 
kind of talk to them about um, how much, what equipment do they have? What are their time considerations? And then within 24 hours, I deliver to them in an app called Train Heroic, their custom program. That's nice. it. And then you, you people log sessions, you have messaging in the app. Um, so you can send comments on, you can put comments on exercises. You can record yourself doing the exercises and upload them into the app. And I can like do remote coaching that way. It's that app is incredible. Yeah, it's good. So it's super easy. Um, yeah. so, or you can just shoot me a message on Facebook or Instagram and mm-hmm. get started. And we'll go that way. Yeah. Nice. So how's, uh, have you been training? I have. Yep. Very, very lightly. <laughs> I haven't rolled in a few days. So, um, since I dropped the cabinet from the wall and caught it on my <laughs> back of the neck, I still feel like even today, I'm just like, you know, it's come and go. I, I went and went to the gym and sat in the sauna, uh, over the weekend and it kind of like just loosened everything up. I've been doing cryo after that sauna session, I felt great. And then after what, like one night of sleep, just kind of woke up sore again today. So um, this morning I I went and coach class, um, but I didn't I didn't roll or anything. I just take it easy this week until it completely. It's like a, there's a knot in there. I could feel a knot. So uh, my lady put her elbow in there and dug into it the other night, which was nice, extremely painful, but it worked very well. So I, I got to get another one of those. <laughs> sessions going here yeah i got the theragun and all that crap but you know somebody like can do like a deep tissue like that it's that's legit yeah so uh that's all yeah just uh having fun how are those uh how's your teaching classes good yeah so uh helping coach on a couple days a week in the early morning class so that's uh it's been it's been fun. Probably done a few. I think I probably this is our want to say fourth series I've done where we'll spend three four weeks on a topic. Basically, it's fundamental based. That class is um, in the particular days I teach. So um, we just go over stuff. You know, we, we worked on some uh, IBJJF white to black belt legal footlocks the last month that's what we were working on so we showed a lot of that all in all in the gi um so it just changes it up we also you know on the other mornings during the week we have an advanced uh class that gustavo teaches so uh there's a mixture in the mornings um which is good but uh it's been fun man it's uh you know i i've 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 enjoyed coaching a lot. Um, I always knew I would coach and teach jujitsu at some point, to be honest. So, yeah, um, I just knew. So, uh, I've been a coach in the past to kids sports and, um, you know, I like, I've always been kind of a leader in business when I was at my businesses in terms of coaching and being the person that knew everything and always trained people as just my, my nature. Um, so I really like, I've enjoyed it just because it's, it's, I feel like it's stepped up my game just because of the focus. It's just, there's a lot of focus to, you know, it's, you kind of take it for granted people that are teaching you jujitsu, you know, Mm -hmm. and the skill and the knowledge they have, but it's just so damn deep, you know, it's, um, 
I, I, I take it uh, very seriously. So it's, I put a lot of information out there and the right information. So I do my, I do my homework, you know, I'm, I'm building in this class. I'm allowed, I give, I'm given the leeway to build to build my own programming. So, uh, um, you know, I, my, my black belt, we talk, Gary, who's my instructor in the mornings, he, uh, we talk about things, but I got pretty much free reign to go over a lot of different fundamental stuff. So we worked on footlocks and, um, I like to build the classes one, you know, based just as you would learn anything else. You know, you got to start from the basics, the very basics, then we move into something else and then build upon that. And, um, one of the things is, uh, so the, co- the coaching, just to put all that thought into it. So business, academy owners and coaches, you know, it is, that is a lot of work to be able to program throughout the year jujitsu and making sure you're trying to cover everything, you know? Um, you know, I've talked to gym owners about it. It's not easy to do It's you know, to, to try to spread that knowledge and the vast amounts of knowledge and, and not all gym owners even know all the knowledge, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, there's just so much to know. And the more you learn about jujitsu, the more I, this is, this is my feeling. I don't know about you, but the deeper you get into it, the more, you know, that you don't know, the more you realize how much you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, you think, you know, a lot, but just the depth of different positions and just there's parts of the game that you might never, never even explored. I a hundred percent there is for me, you know? So, yeah. um, we, I, based a lot of my classes on what I know, you know, what I've utilized. And then I build upon that based on experts. You know, I do a lot of outside study. I, I have BJJ fanatics account, you know, I have a Hodger Gracie online account. Um, I do a lot of online study. I've always liked that the last several years. So I'm applying all this, including what I've learned at my own Academy and just building, you know, building a program, putting this, put some together. It's been fun. People have been really, uh, responding well to it. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's, uh, it gives me a lot more focus, you know? So, yeah. And, um, one of the things is like, uh, it's, that's part of coaching, right? It's like, uh, you have to, there's, there's a, there's a part of, you got to have that charisma sometimes to engage people's attention, you know? Yeah. Um, cause that's, that's tough, you know? And, and you, especially when you're in jujitsu and you're and you're knowledgeable, you've been in a few years, but there could be somebody that's brand new over there a couple of months, a week, a couple of weeks in, and like, you might just be completely talking over their head, you know? So you got to know the audience and, and they might tune out because of that, you know? So not everybody has the same uh, passion for the classes and I, this could apply to anything you're teaching. Right. Um, but in jujitsu, I just try to like make it, uh, you know, try to be vocal and hold people accountable in there and get positive feedback and just do things correctly. You know, that's the biggest thing is to have good jujitsu. So, yeah, I know that, uh, you know, it's, I think this is, this is, uh, I'm going to call it out before I talk about it. This is my own personal inner critic. Um, I've talked on the podcast in the, in the past about inner critic and it, like, it's that inside voice for anybody who hasn't listened to that episode. It's that info inside voice. that is like, why do you think you can do this? Why do you think you have the ability 
to teach this knowledge. Yeah. You know, you're not good enough for that. Like, so that's inner critic. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to, my inner critic pops out in jujitsu. Um, so I, so I'll back up. I've been finding, I'm rolling in still on like a training group over here. We've got a, a few people over here and, uh, we're doing a lot of rolling. Um, and this last Sunday we did some drilling and, uh, uh, one of the guys, or what he was the only guy that, that, uh, was over here on Sunday and we did a lot of rolls, but he was like, man, I'm having a hard time staying on your back. Like, you know, I, I don't know like what I, what else I need to do. Like something's wrong. I was like, well, so I went through that stuff. Like, um, Josh Rodriguez has like a back reset drill where it's just like, you set your seatbelt, you go to the strong side, you fall to the strong side, the the person in whose back you're on will clear the top hook, clear the bottom hook, get his shoulders to the mat. And then the person that's got the seat belt will do a back reset and go to the weak side. And then the same drill go, happens, goes back to the strong side. So you just go back and forth on this mm-hmm. back reset. I know the drill. Uh, yep. So yep. <laughs> um, it's a powerful drill. Yeah. It's a super powerful. And I use that drill it's constant when I have the back. It's like if I feel like the person's even getting close to escape, like yep. like getting their once they start turning that corner where they start getting their back towards the mat, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. they need to reset, and you have to. Yeah. I'll reset them. So it, we did a bunch of those back reset drills, and um, it was super helpful for him. But and I find the group that I'm in, I'm it's a lot of rolling, but I'm very it's very rewarding because I'm seeing a lot of growth out of the, the group. Yeah. And, um, at the same time, it's coming up with a, you know, I'd like to start doing more like actual curriculum and classes. Mm-hmm. Um, but then inner critic chimes up and is like, man, you can't do that. Your jujitsu is not good enough to do that. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, I've got good jujitsu. Well, like, you can, you can, you can stick with what you know. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's yeah. where you start. You know, you, 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 you're, you've been in this game long enough. I know, you know, positions like the back of your hand, you know, that's where you start, you know, yeah. just like the back reset drill that was in your mind because we drilled it so much and Josh ingrained it in your mind. So, but you know that, and you can teach that. So you don't, what you don't ever want to do, and I'm not saying you, but it's anybody to go out there and start teaching when you don't or coaching when you don't yeah. know anything, yeah. you know, or, or when, you know, you're, you've been in this game for a long time. That's not some blue belt that's coming along thinking yeah. they can teach not to say honestly that that blue belt can't teach either. Cause that blue belt might be completely competent, might even be a professional coach somewhere yeah, else for sure. And if they learn, so it's not just about the knowledge that you, that you know, but it's also about how you interact and coach people and talk to people. You know, there's yeah. plenty of people that know way more jujitsu than me and they can't teach a class. And I think hundred percent because yeah. it's not just because you know the knowledge doesn't mean you can yeah. convey the knowledge, you know, in For a way sure. that people are gonna learn. So um that's I think that there's like this I don't know if they're related, but there's there's inner critic and he, inner critic. So my inner critic, I've talked about this on the podcast, is named Butchie. So I'm gonna call him Butchie. So Butchie yeah. Um, so Butchie 
and you know you were talking about and that's kind of why this registered in my mind about like the more the more that you know jujitsu the more that you know how much you don't know totally right so yeah. like those there's interplay between butchie and that like <laughs> yeah. oh i don't i don't know all the like I don't know the answers to some of this yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? So then it's, then those two get going back and forth and it becomes this like mm-hmm. weird, like, ah, maybe I shouldn't be teaching this. But I have found um, one of the concepts that I've transferred a lot to the group that I've been training with is Manny Romero's. He was Nick, Nick talked about Manny, Manny Romero. Well, here's my story with Manny Romero. Um, Manny, always talks about two there's two concepts that i've taken from him that are really big one is the finding the dead angle mm-hmm. and um positions like points of control yeah and it's like whenever i'm like in a passing sequence it's like automatic now i'm just like i don't even think about it i just am automatically registering what are my points of control and that's when it when i know i can go right now i can go right now because i have boom 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 i have all three of these points of control I'm free. I'm free and clear. Mm -hmm. And if I've only got two out of those three points of control, it's like, this is a little bit more risky now. And I need to watch for that underhook. Yeah. You know? So, um, when those guys ask me questions, I'm always like, well, you got to know what your points of control are. These are your points of control. Um, you know, take like a knee cut, you know, you have to have pin that you have to have the hip pinned, you know, you have to like, so you've you know you have to beat the knee like all this other stuff so looking at the points of control it's like that's a big thing that i picked up from manny like conceptually that and the finding the dead angles that's another big one he's he's got a ton of that i know stuff (laughs) yeah that's why i like teaching because it's very like biomechanics based it's very like mechanical definitely you know he's been a huge i mean obviously he's one of my main coaches he's one of the two guys that taught me jujitsu. So I used, I trained with Manny a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of times. So, um, yeah, he's, uh, he has those, those are, he has a lot of knowledge in that stuff, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's some stuff that sticks with you. Cause right when you said those, those two topics, I could rattle off a bunch yeah. more, you know, that he's, you know, the concepts and the, the reasoning, the deep reasoning behind stuff that really sticks with you in a lesson. Um, I find myself repeating him all the time, you know, when I'm mm-hmm. coaching. So, um, it's cool. Both, both, all my coaches had tremendous influence. All, um, they're all super knowledgeable at our school. So, uh, you mentioned Josh Rodriguez, that guy is like, if you have a problem, you just ask him and he knows like he, he knows. has a solution for everything. And that's the, I'm not, that's not me. You know, I don't, I'm not at that level. So but I know, I lo- know a lot and I know what I know, you know, and if it's something that I'm not sure of, then I'm going to defer to somebody that knows, you know, like Josh or Manny or Gary or one of my other coaches, Gustavo, you know? Um, so that's just the way you do it. You know, it's like that, you know, if you're, if you're just listening out there and you're just friendly with, you know, you're just in a, in a, in a group that's training or you're just listening to this podcast and you have same guys that you train with all the time you're going to share knowledge and information happens every day on the mat. That's I'm hearing everyone do that. Just make sure that you're not full of shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's basically it. You you know, you don't spread, make sure you know what you're talking about, you know? Um, and most people are smart enough to know that, you know, it's like, we're all learning here, you know, to be honest, I start off my class today 
saying, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff is stuff that I've used that I'm going to be showing over the next few weeks, but some of it's new to me too, that we're going to incorporate because it makes sense to put it there. Or, you know, I might've seen it before, but I've never put that in play enough to, you know, so, but that's what you do when you teach, you know, you Mm -hmm. have to, um, that's what makes a great Academy professor like Gustavo, you know, I mean, he's been in the game forever, but he's also willing to all many times teach stuff that might not been his, in his wheelhouse or his game or, you know, not everybody's an expert in every aspect of the game, but when you're a teacher and instructor, you're trying to teach the full breadth of jujitsu. That's a lot. So uh, you're not going to find me teaching any, uh, you know, no gi heel hook classes or anything like that. That's stuff I'm trying to learn on the side, just trying to get better at that type of stuff. So, uh, but the things that I know, you know, I can, I can show. So, yeah, it's interesting. The, um, another conversation I actually had with Josh Rodriguez, his name keeps coming up here, but you know, we were talking when coronavirus hit and everything was shutting down and I was getting my pod going over here. Um, and, he he's been super influential to my jujitsu. I've got a bunch of stuff that I've that's like pulled right out of his game. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we were talking and I was like, man, you know, I'm I'm looking at starting to, to do some teaching. And he was like, Well, you need to have we've talked about online learning resources and something you said about, you know, you can't you have to teach everything kind of, you have to, you know, you want to teach the stuff that you know, but you don't want everybody. Ultimately you don't want Like not everybody is going to like, I like to do backstep passing and, and stuff like that. Not everybody's going to pass that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, while that's good for me and I can teach a lot of those concepts, you know, like knee cut passing, backstep passing, Mm -hmm. all that. I can chain all that stuff together really well. Um, but there's going to be a lot of people who that's not going to be their style. And so I can't no. just teach my style of jujitsu. Right. I don't want somebody like nobody, nobody's going to have my jujitsu. Yeah. People might pluck things out of what I, what my jujitsu, like I've done with Josh. Mm-hmm. And that was his point is you have to have a bunch of these resources yeah. that it's coaching because you want to see it done different ways. You want to see it taught different ways. And so if you're teaching a, Let's take the lasso since we've already been talking about it. If you're teaching the lasso, you want to, you know, maybe you want to see how Galvao does it. You want to see how Hodger Gracie does it. You want to see how yeah. somebody else does it. And then you find those common points that they teach it. These are these are the common points of control or however you want to put it together. But mm-hmm. And then you can spread that to your folks, even if it's not a big part of your game. Totally. That's exactly what you have to do. And that's what most guys are going to do. I mean, that's what all of my coaches have always done. Oh, yeah. I, I, because you just know when you're training with your coach, um, my, all my coaches have said, you know, at times, this is where I got this, or this is who, if you want to see more of this, go look up this person. That's because they're doing deep study. You know, you can't just, you know, unless you're some savant, pull every move out of your ass and start teaching people, you know, you've been here, been around for maybe, maybe if you're a Henzo Gracie, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, that guy probably doesn't have to do much, but even him, you know, even him, he's gonna, he's gonna be, 
wanting to know what's the, what's come, you know, what's the new moves, what's the new, you know, there's always people coming up with creative stuff. So yeah, it's, it's never ending. So, uh, and if you're, you know, if you're a gym owner or you're, you manage these athletes, you want them to have the newest, yeah the, you know, you know, you want, you should want from a coaching perspective, you should want your coaching <clears throat> to reflect, you should want to take your coaching up to the next level so that your athletes will also reap the rewards of having excellent coaching. That's why 100%. coaching is so tough. Yeah. Coaching is really tough and it, it's a, it's an art just like. Totally the art itself totally is Um, totally and that's just you know the greatest coaches are ones that don't know know how know know the techniques you know whether they're there it's ingrained in them through years of training or deep study of other practitioners you know um look at john donaher you know Mm -hmm. that guy is he's like the guy you know, he's the guy and most of his stuff has come from just deep, deep thought and observing people in the way they train and observing yep. the history of jujitsu, you know? So, um, but people, great coaches, they know the techniques, but they can motivate people. Um, and then you get into the whole, the whole aspect which i tend to kind of get involved with just because we talk about it here but it's the whole aspect of the outside influences and what it takes just to train jujitsu yeah that might not always come you know and 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 that's no of no fault to any gym owner that's out there you only have so much bandwidth what you can work with in terms of time you're teaching all these different can you especially like like when Gustavo started his gym, it was the, the, you know, it was like Gustavo and Megaton like out here in Arizona yeah. in the, in the early days here. Yeah. And you know, on the East side, Gustavo was the place to be. So this is the guy that knew it. So he's running this gym basically by himself. I mean, at the time, you know, he's teaching all the classes, the majority of, you know, he had to start somewhere too, you know, but that's my point is all these gym owners, they have to teach so much this, a huge wide array of technique and uh philosophies and concepts but then you you also have to manage the character the personalities on the mat yeah you know and kind of uh, you know and that's the t- that's could be hard for people that don't have a lot of time so that's a big part of coaching though is like knowing who that person is over there that athlete what do they need from me versus this one over here yeah, you know this one's brand new over here. They might need to be, you know. I I, I told somebody he, he, today, I think it was or last week. You know, he's like uh, talking to me after class. He he liked the class. He's going to start coming in the mornings. This is a new person, and um, I just said, you know, it's 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 about being consistent in terms of let's come every week. You know, I asked him how often are you going to come? And he, he didn't know, you know, he's like, what, when do you think, how many times do you think I should train? Like this little guy literally asked me that. So he didn't have a lot of, you know, he wasn't listening to the road to black podcast or, yeah. you know, he's real green, you know, he's just coming in, probably didn't talk to many people at the front door when he first came in the first day, got an intro maybe, but you know, I told him he's what can you do? You know, what's reasonable, but you want to at least come weekly, you know, at least a couple times a week. Don't don't do this where you're coming in two times a week and then taking a week off and then coming yeah, in that, another day and then you're never going to learn that way. So 
Um, I shouldn't say never, but you're going to, it's going to take forever. Slow, you know? slow so, going and frustrating. Yeah. You want to get in a rhythm. That's why I told him like, if, so if it's two days a week or three, just make sure you're coming on those two days. And um, I think that's, that could be said for all of us. You know, I think we understand that um, different gyms are going to be different in terms of uh, like their methods of coaching and their programs, mm-hmm. you know, you could, that, that's going to be different wherever you go. Maybe when yeah. one school spends a whole month on clothes, clothes guard and half guard or something, you know, or whatever. I don't even know. You know, most, most experiences I've heard of is lessons come pretty quickly every couple of weeks. I don't know if that's been your experience, but yeah. Um, because you kind of got to move on. There's a lot to cover. You know, if yep. you imagine spending too much time on certain positions, how are you going to get your blue belt? Like if you don't yeah. know anything but clothes guard or, you know what I mean? Or whatever, just an example it could be any, yeah, you belt. have to see a lot. You got to see a lot. So you got to, that's, that's the difficulty in terms of being a coach too. So if you're a listener, you kind of got to understand how your gym is doing that, you know, whatever that means for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, some gyms completely bounce around and, and, and teach one thing one week and one next. A lot of gyms have different classes in terms of uh, even our gym, uh, my gym. It, you know, if you have a, a gym with a decent amount of students, you're going to have classes in the morning, classes in the midday, classes at night. Are all of those aligned with the same schedule? Maybe sometimes they're not, you know, I just, like, like I said, with our class in the early morning at our school, we do a couple days of advanced, a couple days of kind of intro intermediate. Um, that is, you're going to kind of get the same every day in terms of the same group of people. And I'm just giving an example, but the lessons on the different days will be different. So that, yeah. you know, you have to be able to manage that and understand you're bouncing back and forth. And maybe that's not always ideal. That's just the way we're Jim is doing it currently. Um, but even if the mornings were all the same, but you had the night classes working on something different and maybe you, you pop into the 10 AM one day and then you pop into the six o'clock on the next, no matter what school you're at, you're going to get these different, right. And that yep. might be okay. You might be learning lasso in the morning and at night you guys are working on leg locks or something, you know, yeah. or that's going to happen. And that does yep. happen. That does happen. So, but what I'm saying, what thing is something I've noticed as a coach is if you can, um, and I tr- did this when I was training too, but if you can identify kind of what the lesson plan is at your gym and under, understand the structure and how that's working, try to slot yourself into something where you're going to get some consistent learning. Yeah. Um, it might not be the best for you to go to like the 10 AM one day, the 6 AM, the 6 30 PM another day, if they're doing different things, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you're not going to learn. And you might think in your mind, I'm learning double because I'm learning this position, this position, but you also have to remember sometimes coaching is a lot of times these lesson plans are built to consecutively build upon what you've done in the previous yep. class. Yeah. And that's something I've found a little challenging as a coach is um, I would love it if everybody started like today, we started a new lesson. It'd be great if all 20 or 30 people that ver- come in and out of this class at different times were there so that I could just, you know what I mean? It's more like yep. a classroom. It's easy. That's why classrooms are like that. That's why we have, that's why courses are like that. Yeah. 
you know, and you're expected to show up because the class is just like any scholastic class. It builds upon the last lesson. So reps, uh, man. Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of jujitsu, that's not always possible. I, you know, you're, you're, you can't train this day or this day. You got to go this day. That's fine. But as a coach, it's, if you're, I'm, I'm just saying, if you're listening, try to identify that and try to really stick with those kind of flows and programs because the way I see it and the way I like to show people stuff, you know, it's going to take a couple, two, three weeks to, you know, a couple, two, three times a week, you know, you got to yeah. have some classes yeah. to get the stuff ingrained in your mind. Cause if yeah. you're moving on after just spending two classes on half guard, man, you're not going to hit the half guard clock. You know, you're not going to learn anything else for another few weeks or months on that. And it's like two is just not enough. Yeah. You have to build the whole system, right? Like you, yeah. you know, you're the, the idea of the progression is okay. First you learn the half guard, then you learn, you know, how to come up on the underhooks. So maybe your first week take half guard is coming up on underhooks and taking the back. Yeah. Right. Well, then nobody's going to let you have the back. So then you yeah. have to build the next piece of it. Okay. He's going to defend the back. So I'm going to, I'm going to do like the, the you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do a sweep from there. I'm going to yep. half guard mm -hmm. sweep him. And well, okay. This guy's a savvy player. He knows all the, he knows that yeah. there's a back take and there's a sweep there. So, okay. Well, maybe I do a knee tap, like get tapped at far side knee. And so you have to learn the entire system and how it all plays together. And yeah. if you don't, if you don't give, and it's reps, right? So you have to rep this stuff out. You have to get, yeah. you have to get the looks in the reps. So if you are only getting two reps on half guard, or you're only getting, let's say, let's say 25, 30 reps on half guard once a week, and then you go to the next class and they're doing, um, you know, they're doing straight ankle locks you're yeah. going to get 25 reps on straight ankle locks well you missed 25 reps on building your half guard sequence yeah yeah. so you've it's got important. two things but you're not building any one particular system yeah you know what i mean so mm -hmm. um you got to start thinking about those systems when you get deeper into your belts that's yeah 100 percent. that's what i think that's what i found myself doing you know once you're knowing the basics and the different positions and you're learning transitions and then you're setting up people to go into a trap for a transition. Yeah. You know, it's like thinking a couple steps ahead. That's, that's all meaningful. And the only way you're going to learn those things is to learn it. I've learned a lot of that, honestly, outside of the gym, mm -hmm. the, the part where you're building the system. Yes. Yeah. Because I just, I can't, I've never been a guy that could go every single day. So naturally you're probably going to miss some little parts of the system. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I think that's just the nature of being and teaching in jujitsu. It's difficult. There's so much. So you really, if you are listening and you can find yourself in a position where you're understanding, Hey, sequencing means a lot in this, or mm -hmm. I need to be consistent this week. You know, my professor's teaching this Monday through Friday, you know? Or, or maybe three days a week or whatever, go on those days and try to just hit up as many as you can and understand those. Because you only have a certain amount of time as well. This is a perfect example. Like class I taught today was um, like lasso concepts, very basic stuff. Like we're just introducing the lasso and uh, kind of introduce a little sweep. But I today alone, I showed like 
two or three different opponent reactions just to a movement that you would make yeah. from the lasso. Just using leverage. So those three are very important though in the whole lasso game. Yeah. You know? It's like, so if you miss the class, you know, I'll try to review it. But that's what you have to do. So that's important. Like, you know, I've understood that now deeper into my belt because the most of my career I'm bouncing into classes and I'm you know what yeah. I mean? It's like you might get a week or two. I've always benefited when our instructors focused for at least two weeks on something where I could mm -hmm. get. And for me, that would might be six to seven, eight classes over two weeks. When I'm training a lot, I'm going four days a week, you know, yeah. but I'm always three, at least three, four days a week, you know? So uh, you, I think there's something to be said about that, you know, is, and that's why you see benefit of learning online as a supplement to your instruction is because you can go through this. We've talked about this before and you can pause, you can go rehash oh, that one. You can, you know, you can go over <laughs> your understanding. And you, like you said, you, you have to know all these different things. That's just in your breadth of knowledge or mind. Yeah. There's more. I know. You know, like that's what you understand when you're building like a lesson or when I'm trying to teach is like, I like I do exactly what you do. I'm seeing what everyone's doing in this position. What do I do? What do other experts do? Try to incorporate that. But it's like you could get to where there's like jujitsu so deep, one position, and might be ten instances of yeah. what to do. And that's just too many to teach people. So that's as right. a teacher and a coach, I'm the one that starts parsing that out and picking what is applicable to this group set of people that are learning, you know. Yeah. And it might be these these are the ones I like. These yeah. are the three little sweeps we're gonna do. These are what I I know work, um, but it's been a totally different challenge to come up with coaching and teaching. But it's 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 rewarding. But as a as a, I'm also a student first and foremost, so I'm recognizing, and that's why like we have a very specific uh, class that we're doing some nogi stuff so i'm trying to hit that class every week at least getting my one day a week in nogi and learning it's a very specific been doing a lot of leg game so uh yeah so but we all have to do it you know you have to identify what part you know you can't just be bouncing in and out because you're just going to only retain so much and like i said that the your teachers are they're building programs based upon uh progression yeah. Like think about all the classes you've learned. It's always like a progressive mm -hmm. uh instruction, you know. Whether it's uh, you know, oh this is what you do and you close the guard. Yep. Next step, hand in the collar. Yeah. Try to break their posture. Next step, you know what I mean? Whatever it is, For sure. whatever position it is, it's it's progress, progress. Well, you might only got into the hand in the collar, break their posture part on Monday. And then you don't come back till Friday and they're already to the flower. They're, yeah, <laughs> they're, just, they're so, opening garden. They're going, yeah, exactly. they're going. So, um, this is something to be mindful about. Um, I've really noticed that over the last few years with my own, you know, instruction and, and gyms do what they do, you know, yeah. they have to teach the way they have to teach. They're, they're, they're looking at a much broader perspective of, of people and trying to get everyone up to par to a certain level, you know? So yeah, let's say say a rising tide, something all boats rise, yep. rises all boats or whatever Raise, it is. Yep, it's, exactly, it's, it's true. You know what yeah. I mean. So um, you know, I just 
there's been a couple of things that you've said where it goes back to like Nick, you know, Nick's podcast where he's talking about scheduling and habit stacking. And so, yeah. And you know, that's, that stuff all plays in here because if you know, well, I've got, I know I've got, I need to come on my white belt. I've been training for six weeks. Uh, and I know that these, these, I have two class, two times per week. And they're going to be going over this system. I need to be there. And that's where you have to look at your calendar. You have to start making those, those habits, yeah, habit stacking and doing all the stuff that Nick talks about those high performance habits about, you know, scheduling your time, making sure that that time is available to you so that you can get the most out of it, be on time, Mm -hmm. you know, be ready to learn all that type of stuff. So um, that stuff all goes right over to the jujitsu mats. It's yeah, that, sure. that stuff is all just, um, yeah, there's a couple things. Um, yeah, so that, that, that stuff just all carries over. Yeah. Just like learning does is like a habit it, It's you're getting into a habit of the way you learn. And that's, I think what we're saying too, is like, you have you you know when they're teaching these things you have to understand that it's beneficial to you to learn in that way yeah. i i personally believe you know and i think that's just the way i mean everything you've ever learned about learning anything has been in that way where you're building upon what you already know so if you're only getting one of those you're popping in and this is hey i'm going to go to jiu jitsu this week i haven't been in a while popping in you learn you might, you know, you're going to learn what they learn in the day, but you're not going to have this bigger picture and start putting together. And this can be done in any, 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 at any time during your training, no matter what belt you are like, but if you're in a lower belt, you have to start thinking in this way so that even if you, you know, I go and I learned from, uh, from an instructor today on like a, a spider guard. You know, we're learning spider guard all week, let's say. The spider guard might never be what you're going to play. You might not like it at all, but you should at least start understanding and learning when you're getting into, I think, blue belt and above. What can I take from this lesson or this series of lessons that I'm going to incorporate somehow yeah. attached to my game? Okay. And that means even if you find yourself in spider guard, just as you're surviving someday, how are you going to get back to base or, or where you want to be? That's right. And yeah. you as the, as the learner have to put that together in your mind. Yeah. That's never going to probably ever going to be taught to you because then if you expect your teacher to teach every single transition from every guard and every place you might ever be, that's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. So part of the learning process is on your side as a, you know, as the practitioner to start applying and putting these things together, you know, so your coaches are going to build a program to, to build what you're learning that week or those two weeks, you have to understand all, you know, all of that flow, but also how that fits into your game. You know, that can be done at any time, but that's, those are the types of deep think, deep thought process you have to do to be, to me, for me to become, you know, a legitimate practitioner where you're you're comfortable in a lot of spots and you you know how to get from here to there you know and that's what makes it fun too i mean that's what's challenging about the whole thing so i tell people in our classes you got to 
I try to even tie lessons together, you know, I'll just yeah. bring in something from a previous couple months. Hey, you remember this position we worked on for a month? Yep. Look how we got here, right here. Remember that, you know, if, you know, so, um, cause it's a lot to remember. So, uh, but it, it's, it's not all just going to stick. You gotta, I've said it before in here, you gotta be thinking a lot about jujitsu. And if you want to get really good at it, you gotta be studying a lot. And that means outside, that means your own personal experience, you know, in the gym with your own instructors, but. Oh man, I'm so, I get, uh, so I have the, the Galvao, the Autos Online mm-hmm. subscription, right? Those guys, so they post their entire classes. I don't know how Hodger does it, if it's just specific, like specific techniques, but yes. they post like, so you can search for like a class, like you can search for like half guard. Yeah. But then you're going to get the whole course and it's like, you're going to get like the whole class, right? So right. 30, 30 minutes of instructional oh, before okay. they go to roll. So you see like, and they parse it out in like part one, part two, and part three, kind of like our gym does where you have yeah. like part one, you start with the basics, you go and rep it out and then it breaks yeah. to part two, make some adjustments, you know, drill some, maybe drill some more, yeah. add a little bit of extra gravy drill some more and then you get a part three and it's like okay this is like the last piece of it and then everybody goes well you get all that at, at autos online and then yeah when you're talking about the online stuff man i am so bad about like it'll get like five or six minutes into the into the course and i'm pausing it and i'm like oh what was he doing right there what was he doing <laughs> with his hands right there yeah what was his grip look like and then it'll go another three or five minutes and i'm like Oh, I wonder what his leg was, was his leg all the exactly. way through or yeah. was his leg like, or was his leg like shallow, Yeah, you know, where, what is his, you know, and that's stuff that he's not explaining and no. he's not explaining the, those little details. Yeah. Um, but that's, but it, that is what makes jujitsu fun. Yeah. Is that you have such a deep knowledge of it that you're at that level of understanding and researching at that level where, Literally, a guy's top of his foot it placement means something. Where to the naked eye, it's like, what? What? You yeah. Know, somebody, what do you even, they just look at it and look away. Like, what was that? You know, it's, but you're studying, and that's exactly how it is. And I hope everyone, you know, all of our listeners get to that point because that's, that's where it gets really fun is when you're, when those details matter, that means you've been, you've been, you've been doing this for a while, you know, and it means yeah. something to you. So, um and that's it's tech that's technical that's getting highly technical you know and that's what we all need to be better at you know yeah like you man just, it yeah. takes me like an hour to get to this I half an hour <laughs> i do the same thing dude i do the same damn thing I, i'm uh, like i'm gonna i'm gonna study all i think i'm gonna be looking at all this stuff and i'm stuck right on the same spot dude I'm, i know yeah, I'm, like, I'm like okay i gotta I'm, get this yeah, yeah i've got like an hour i'm gonna knock out like i'm you know i'm i'm gonna i've got like 30 minutes an hour mm-hmm. i'm gonna like i'm gonna i'm just gonna watch a handful of technique videos and it's like yeah. dude i only got through one i know. only got through one technique video and it's like mm-hmm. where did this time go and i'm sitting here like rewinding and fast forwarding and rewinding yeah. and fast forwarding so. it's hard it's hard too because uh there's just so much so then you want to like I have a system where I save videos on Instagram, but most of them are never seen again because I don't have time to go. I have so many saved videos of stuff that I've seen. I'm like, I like that. I'm going to incorporate that. That one's going in my game. 
So now I will say that a lot of what I have in my game has come from that though. You yeah. Know? So um, like straight away, some of my best moves are just stuff that I've learned online. I'm like, I'm incorporating the gym. I kept doing it, kept doing it. And then uh, that's it, you know? And it's also unique sometimes because I didn't learn it in the gym. So not that everyone's always seen that move coming, you know? So, I mean, but now I'm at, at a point where I've even parsed it out further. So I, I have Instagram and if I save something, I'll save it to like a collection. And now I have like, nice leg game half guard close guard <laughs> you know de la hiva <laughs> every nice. save, i have probably like 12 different folders um because now but that is actually helpful especially if you're gonna and especially in your situation if you start coaching or you have more even even if it's not like an official uh something that you're thought out and you're like i'm gonna structure these classes for my training group but you could just have that like that's exactly what I've been doing for a few years is like, I'll just be like, I'm going to look in, in like I, I taught like a turtle attack series a couple months ago. And that's how I developed it because I saw, I was really into like turtle attacks for a while. When people turtle up, I want to have like, <laughs> I, I can get you from every angle, you know? I and, have a um, feeling I know why that is. I yeah, will so, talk offline about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but you look, you know, that's kind of how I got that, that, uh, came up with that coaching program when I when I did that for like a month. Is I I had been doing them and I'd saved them, so I would I would look at the folder a couple times a week and just go look at my turtle thing, and then I would incorporate the next day in rolls. I'm like I'm gonna attack this. If someone goes to turtle, you got to be able to recall that. But that comes yeah. from a lot of different training, you know. And there's so many of those folders for me. But at least now, because there's so much good jujitsu out there, oh, especially now. I mean, there's so much. It's never ending online. And I'm not even talking like YouTube where there's tons of great professors that just put all their stuff out on YouTube, you know, and this is just like Instagram little clips. And I like them because they're clips. Yeah. Then I also use like BJJ fanatics. I have a bunch of different DVDs in there that I have, you know, I've watched maybe a third of them so far because that, that takes a deep dive, you know? It does. And and they're teaching you everything they know and every part of the system. So it's like, what can I incorporate? How much of this is practical? But, you know, that's kind of, as, as somebody that's coaching now, it's like, that's why you got to stay on something for a few weeks. So even if you're training somewhere else and you, so my question, my my, the point is, is if you're doing online training, you have to take it upon yourself to somehow incorporate those extra, that extra stuff you're learning into your roles. Yeah. And that could be hard. Like you ha- almost have to be very focused to be where every time I roll for the next three months, I'm going to try to get into the spider position or whatever you're working on. Yeah. You have to be, you, you have to think that way. Yeah, you do. Because if you just go into every role and you fall back on your norm, you're not going to push yourself. Yeah, like that's something I've really found in the last couple of years. It's like you have to. I totally got away from what I used to, the position I used to be in, which was almost like a knee shield half guard. I never play that anymore because I was just always falling back on it. Like it, it was like a detriment to me, you know. So now I'm just everything else. I just don't like to be. Even if I'm in that position, I switch to something that I'm not normally as used to, or maybe I'll go for an underhook or something, which yeah. I don't normally do from half guard. So. Because there's just so much, you know, everyone has their own different games you've learned. Yep. And um, 
that's my point is like, you have to make it, if you're a practitioner, you have to start, no one has to know about it. Yeah, absolutely. No one has to know that every time we're rolling, I'm going to try to pull this exact guard every single time. It's intentional. It's intentful. Yeah, exactly. Because maybe it's not your best guard to pull. Yeah. You know what I mean? You shouldn't always pull the same exact. Now, not if you're a competitor and you're, you're training for something, obviously you're going to play your game. Yeah, it's different. But I'm saying in the learning process, you have to like challenge yourself by going, getting outside your comfort zone. So yeah, I've been kind of telling people that in our, in our gym, you know, I, when you roll with people enough, you feel their tendencies. And like, sometimes after a roll, I'm just going to be like, if you want my coaching advice, you have to just don't go to that position anymore. Or as soon as you find yourself in it, get out. Like you're, you don't want to spend every minute of every roll in the same position at a blue belt. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's not going to do anything for you. Yep. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Even if you're winning, even if you're submitting someone from that position every time, you have to open your game up. You know, oh, yeah. You know, for you sure. Know that. I mean, that's what Purple Belt becomes pretty important. Like, yeah. I tell people now, it's like when you're getting into Purple Belt, you need to really yeah, start working some other positions. Yeah. Like, You've uh, got enough skill. You should be yeah. competent competent yeah. from most places enough to at least have something having us have some multiple escapes multiple yeah. whatever so you can open up yeah. you know that's really the time to explore and open up because you've totally got plenty of skills yeah so man i kind of want to go roll now dude i know <laughs> i'm roll. i'm gonna roll tomorrow so i'm uh nice. fired up when are you uh making a trip to az Anytime soon? I don't know yet. I'm trying to put one together. I don't know. I had talked about I had, I've been talking about coming down there sometime this month. I I'm I'm trying to put it together right now. So I don't okay. know. I don't know yet. All you right. know, there's. I'll hit you up offline for the real date. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Well, Quick understand one. what? Uh, yeah, understand what you're learning out there and uh, put in that extra work. You know. Coming from a couple of guys that have been around for a while, we both do a lot of offline study. You know, um, if it's something that you're finding is your passion, then you got to put in the time and the effort. And you can really learn quickly if you take some initiative and have intent, like you said. Yeah. We've mentioned that on the podcast before. So have intent what you're doing, come up with a plan, explore things on your own, especially if you're a blue, you know, upper blue belt and you've been training a while, like a start learning some other moves, you know? Yep. All right, guys. Well, everyone have a safe week of training and we will see you next week. Yes, sir. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Road to Black podcast. Once again, please support our sponsors, the BJJ Physio. Contact Wes. He'll hook you up with some customized programming for your game. Take it to the next level. Therapy, performance, the BJJ Physio. Also, Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Check out the latest styles, Jiu-Jitsu, casual wear, training gear. Check them out, RollUnion.com. Follow on Instagram, at RollUnion. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and we will see you next time.